Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. Okay, I'm going to get my camera and start documenting. Yeah, you need to uh, get right. Yeah, no, I'm kind of... I'm you slacking. Slack. I have been slacking. I need to get on it. <laughs> this, is a, this is a once in a lifetime thing, you know? Yeah. I'm missing prime content. Welcome back to Drafted. In this fifth episode, we're checking in on cornerback Bryce Hall. Hold on, make sure you get this fade, though. Get this, get this fade. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get right real quick. <laughs> Whose girlfriend, Anzel Viljun, is making a documentary about his draft process. Whoever's listening to this, I'm telling you. The fade is everything. It'll change your life. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll be like in the background, like paparazzi, just like, okay, now he's doing rehab. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to hear from two other NFL hopefuls, Jeff Okuda. I know growing up, it could have been easy for me to um, give up and kind of just accept uh, my reality as what it was instead of trying to recreate it and Tremaine Ancrum. So I really let somebody else take away 50 yards worth of work for me just to make him feel better. I felt like I had cheated myself in this process and like, I'll never get over that. Never again. We look at how the challenges they faced and overcome have shaped them into the men who are now knocking on the door to the NFL. So what's the plan for today? So right now, Yep. Right now, so I'm about, first off, I'm about to do these ankle exercises to uh-huh. get right. We about to get a little snack in, going for a yep. little run. After we come back, we're going to eat some more food. And then we're going to just chill until draft day. We, I'm thinking about watching The Last Dance. You know, shout out Michael Jordan. He got the major keys to greatness, so I'm going to have to apply some of the things I learned in the, the Last Dance documentaries. So we can make my own Last Dance run, whatever <laughs> you call it. So, yeah. Love it. As the draft approaches, it's Anzel who carries a lot of the weight in her relationship with Bryce. All right. I'll carry the kettlebell. You sure? You strong enough? Boy, I lift. You lift the kettlebell? Yeah, I told you, I'm strong. You got Mm -hmm. the keys, right? Maybe I should work out with this kettlebell today. Do a little bit of squats. That'll change your life for real. You might get a bigger butt than me after I that. I have a bigger butt than you, so at least be real. 
be honest with ourselves. All right, I'm gonna just let you think that. <laughs> right now, she may be Bryce's part-time documentarian, part-time trainer, and full-time girlfriend. But Anzel also happens to be a great athlete in her own right. They went back, and they scored! Right back, and Virginia has taken a 3-1 lead. It is number 27, Anzel Beljun. She was an all-ACC field hockey player at the University of Virginia, where she met Bryce as a senior. All right, I might not make it. You, you, you've been too far out the game, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, when I go for runs, I don't run the hills. I walk the hills and then run the hills. You can get your thighs right. Yeah, hold on, let me get a little, give a little context. Okay. For that, listeners, we're just on a little nature jog right now. It's 12.05, and we just need to get some fresh air, (laughs) walk. Only five months ago, Bryce had surgery on his broken ankle and torn ligaments. So running with his girlfriend like this wasn't an option. So I'm running at your pace, okay? So if you need to go faster or whatever, then I'll run with you. If I can keep up. Yeah, I ain't trying to die or nothing today. <laughs> this is like a, a like therapeutic a, run. Yeah. Just get a little movement, get the lactic acid out. This is quite nice though, this, um, this thing, area, I mean. Right. With the woods. Before getting hurt, Bryce's trajectory seemed clear. My sophomore year, going into my junior year, I just remember when I was at a place where everything, it looked like everything outwardly looked great. I had played my freshman year. I had a chance to go to the NFL my junior year if I did really well that year. And I just remember just kind of questioning why I was doing what I was doing, like what my purpose was. Because I felt like <clears throat> I was kind of in like a, a law, like I knew what my dream was, but I didn't know like why necessarily like why fully I wanted it. And the thing is, like every day in practice, our coach's job and their goal was to create those situations where they would push us to the limit. Every day I'd be putting my body on the line, going through tough training and my coaches, they were getting on us every day yelling and just really getting on us mentally. And I remember thinking, when you go through difficult situations, if you don't have a purpose or a reason why to push through those certain situations, it's very hard for you to to work through those situations, to overcome them and come out on the other side if you don't have a purpose or meaning for why you must go through it. And I was questioning, like, is this really something I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, how dangerous we know the game of football is with concussions, all that stuff. I'm putting my body through hell every day in practice. And I was thinking, you know, like, is this really worth it? A once obvious path to success was thrown into question. After that sophomore season, Bryce walked away from football. We have a very unique approach at the University of Virginia. And so our program is very, very challenging. That's Bronco Mendenhall. Bryce's head coach at the University of Virginia. I'm surprised it took Bryce to his sophomore year to question. My goal is actually to have each of our young people uncover why they'd be playing as soon as possible. To make things so significant and so challenging that once decided, there's clarity on how come. And so Bryce moved from receiver to defensive back. Here comes a brand new coaching staff, none of whom recruited him, nor did he know. 
in a program that expects more than I think anyone might even think is reasonable. And so here's all of this commitment. Here's all of this effort. Here's all that's being required. And certainly, why now why would I do this? And so it's actually pretty normal. And it was amazing, though, the transformation once the clarity and the choice came, is this something I really want to do? Bryce then took that, internalized it, and then he, he wrestled with it. The dream that formed in the far reaches of Bryce's mind, the dream he visualized in a picture in kindergarten, when he told his teacher that he wanted to play football, was still there. But 15 years later, he lost some of the motivation to achieve it. The best gift I could give Bryce Hall isn't the football mastery or that knowledge. It's the defining moments or the possibilities to have the defining moments. So before he leaves college, he's ready and much more certain and clear about what he wants, who he is, and, and how he'll navigate the world. After he left the team, he searched for something to give him a sense of direction. But he didn't know exactly what that was. He was empty inside, waiting to be filled. But with what? He didn't know. I didn't really have a strong relationship with God at the point, but I was just kind of searching, like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? I think that's where I leaned in to where my faith became so strong because I felt like in, in those times where I was just kind of seeking and, and like, is there more to this and why I'm doing this? And I felt like God just placed this burden on my heart to like that he has a purpose and a plan for me. And it's not necessarily for me, but it's so that I can be a light and help other people going through these situations and knowing, and it kind of gave me purpose as to why I was playing a game of football. He discovers a sense of purpose bigger than money or fame, and he rejoins the Cavaliers one week before his junior year. I feel like with the game of football, it's preparing me for whatever I have coming after that. How like football teaches me so much about life, and at the same time, football is just taking me places where I never thought I could go and meet people and different things like that. And it's something that I love to do, it's a gift, and I really wanna utilize this time, and I feel like I'm learning so much from the game of football to make a difference to people that come behind me, you know, the younger generation. And even, you know, it's a really dark industry, just sports and entertainment. And if I can be a light in that industry and, and just be a positive inspiration for people that come after me, I think that gave me extra juice. Like why I'm playing this game is it's bigger than just me, but like I can endure those things because I know like God has prepared me for this. He's called me to do this and there's something bigger that I'm playing for and not just myself. And when you move past just yourself, I think it gives you way more like purpose and meaning. Then the injury. After discovering his mission, a blindsiding setback in the Miami and game. Bryce Hall is hurt. And that's not good for Virginia because Bryce Hall is one of their very best players. They got that air cast or whatever you want to call it wrapped around his lower left leg, ankle. We're not going to show you. The, the injury is not pretty. Quiet Virginia sideline. Bryce Hall, an amazing kid. Thought about going to the NFL last year. Prayed about it in the offseason. Decided to come back. So our thoughts are with one of the best players in college football. So through the course of my career, um, one of the things that has an increasingly difficult toll is when a player gets hurt because most of them I've recruited and gotten to know and our program is so challenging and difficult and they've contributed and worked and, and remain dedicated. And then in Bryce's case, you just take all of that and then just turn the, the, the dial to 11 
right? Like there has to be a new category. And and I actually had him contributing on punt return. So this wasn't a defensive snap. This was a special team snap. And in the world of college football, that's usually looked at um, as a lesser than snap, even though it's not, but that's usually how it's looked at. And rarely are your very best players um, contributing on those units at the level Bryce was for us, which was a personal choice um, and a cultural choice that I made to put him out there. So I see Bryce go down and the very first, my very first thought is what a poor choice by me as the head coach to have Bryce out there on that play. And so is an immediate acknowledgement of responsibility of I'm totally responsible for that. And, and so I felt awful. It would require ankle surgery and months of rehab. Bryce's resolve from a year prior is suddenly tested in an enormous way. I felt like God put on my heart that I was supposed to come back and all that other stuff. And when I, um, when that happened in that moment, um, yeah, I was frustrated. And I think one of the things I was thinking was like, okay, what, like, what's the purpose in all this? And one of the things I knew is like, people were looking at me, especially family and other people that looked up to me, they were gonna react how I reacted. You know, if I was gonna throw a fit and, you know, act like I was the victim and just like sob, which I had the right to do, they were gonna follow in that lead. I think knowing that, I, I was just kind of sitting and I'm like, okay, what's the purpose in all this? I, I truly believe God works everything together for our good and that he never causes bad things like these to happen, but he can use them for our good. And I just remember trying to figure out like, what is the purpose in all this? And honestly, like so much good came out of that, you know, bad situation. And like, I think it's helped prepare me for what I'm going into now. We'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Bryce studies his life the way other players analyze game tape, trying to use every experience as a teachable moment, trying to learn from any setback and use it to create his carefully planned future. You gotta show our children this stuff. That's true. That's true. And then I look back and cry. That's what my, my mom doesn't like to watch home videos because it's sad to see like, oh, you know, like my kids growing up. Yeah. But we're gonna be with them the whole life, so it won't be like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was thinking the other day, just being excited about starting like a legacy for like our family. And it's like, we get to start like a generation line yeah. for years and years and years to come. And like, we can design it how we want it to look, you know? Yeah, like. We have control in that. It's like. You know this way turn back. Should we turn back? Yeah. Yeah. Even after we're like dead and gone, it's like we, it's like that generation that's just gone on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a solid enough, yeah. you know, line. Family line. I know. Be cute, be cute little babies. Bro, our baby. Uh, she was like, dang. They got, bro, we, we got to. They, we got to protect them. Ain't no, but they got to be too beautiful. I know. Amen. If you could come anywhere in the States, where would you want to live? Ooh. Anywhere. Anywhere? Anywhere. And it's not like, it, you know. Like build yeah. a family or just like be like go to like have a vacation spot when I'm done and I'm retired. Okay, both. So like where would you okay. want a vacation spot with like a nice house, whatever. 
but then also where would you want to build your family and there's no restrictions it's like you have a nice yeah. house you have everything you ever want in life where would you want that to be bro New so Zealand? that sounds good that's for you <laughs> i well i lived in uh kansas when i grew up in kansas overland park kansas yeah. i love that okay. people in the midwest are so friendly it's a nice spot it it's like the center like granted it's not going to be the best weather all year round yeah. but Exactly. Hey, it's just, you know what? It's closer to New Zealand, so I'll take that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's beautiful. I loved it. I love, like, and it's just like a, I feel like it's a great place to, like, raise a family, like, in yeah. Kansas. Like, I love that. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun for me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to run this hill. For Bryce, the loss of his mother in fifth grade the loss of his faith in his life's direction in college, even the potentially career-ending injury this past season, all hills he had to climb, mountains he had to scale, each with a differing degree of pain, moving him toward a purpose that may be taking shape at just the right time. Why I'm playing this game is it's bigger than just me. I can endure those things because I know like God has prepared me for this. He's called me to do this. And there's something bigger that I'm playing for and not just myself. And when you move past just yourself, I think it gives you way more like purpose and meaning. And that's what I feel like I've learned through this adversity. And what's helped me just get through a lot of tough times is, is leaning on that. Coach Bronco Mendenhall. When people will interact with Bryce, they're going to have this maybe first impression of veteran of the league or a veteran of life, and he's like 55 years old. And he's, he's packaged in this college athlete, young person, now professional athlete um, form. It, it just is, wait, am I talking to the Dalai Lama here? Or like, who, who is this person? You know, there's, there's kind of this kind of wise old sage there. And I, I think there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. And there's wisdom for him. Bryce's most difficult moments in football have brought him a newfound sense of purpose, a deeper understanding of the game, and an unshakable faith in his path through life. That horrible senior year injury created the circumstances for his relationship with Anzel. This is where it gets good right here. Yeah. I love this. You gotta push yourself to finish this one. It's gonna feel so good after. It's exactly these setbacks that have been stepping stones to improving his life. Incidents when most players would understandably get discouraged or give up, Bryce used as opportunities. Which is why, in just three days, he has the chance to be drafted. All sports are filled with success and failure. But in football, the moments of defeat are more pronounced and visceral. The hits are bigger. Injuries are more common. Careers are shorter. It's an unrelenting, merciless league. Playfully dubbed, not for long. Clutch Sports Group agent, Demarius Bilbo. The NFL is a league in which, you know, you take the things that we all know, you know, the short-lived careers. There's a draft every year for every sport, but there's a draft in football where you're looking at 200 plus guys coming in the league. It's such an easy turnover in football. One year, the Saints have Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram on the roster. They get Alvin Kamara in the third round. And two, three years later, Alvin's the only one there. Those guys are 
other teams. So, you know, the challenge with football is that it's a plethora of players, so many, it's so much change. With hundreds of new prospects fighting for roster spots, coupled with the physical toll of the game, it's not surprising that the average NFL career lasts 3.3 years. When you see the greatness of a Calvin Johnson, and then you see how quickly it seemed that his career passed by, that's real stuff. You know, like you saw Calvin go in the league and then it was like that he was gone. And he played nine years, you know, and is 30 plus years old and out of the NFL now. Even when you've succeeded in football, failure could be around the corner. Calvin Johnson set the NFL record for most receiving yards in a season. An undeniable superstar. And still, players like him often only endure for a decade or less. It's a brutal, unforgiving sport, even for those at the top. Overcoming failure? Having the mental fortitude to turn every setback into a step forward? Only those who can do what Bryce has done will survive. I know what it's like to go undrafted. I know what it's like to get cut. I know what it's like to hate my coach. I know what it's like to feel like I'm getting the unfair treatment and I'm better than the next man. I know what it's feel like to, you know, not have a job and, and have a kid on the way or not know that, hey, do I really want to use this college degree right now or what? Or do I want to keep giving it a shot and keep pursuing my dream? I know all of this stuff. Those are real questions, and you're going to have to face that when your football career is over. I want to be that guy that pushes you every year to explore other things because, let's be honest, me and you call somebody a Fortune 500 CEO or a big-time alumni, they don't give a damn. They're not going to answer the phone. Chase Young calls, or he wants to get connected. Okuda wants to get connected. One of these guys wearing an NFL uniform, it's a lot easier. So use it while you have it, you know, because we've all seen, you know, Ohio State, the Maurice Claret story. We've seen the Jamarcus Russells at LSU. These universities are pushing these players out left and right. Which player is going to take that platform and say, let me build out resources? Because I don't know how long I'm going to get. Yeah, my contract says five years. They probably can cut me in three. And then where am I? It's that level of relentless competition and need to always improve that keeps players on edge. Tremaine Ancrum, offensive tackle from Clemson, focused on his dogged pursuit of getting into the league. You know, I fail a lot, but I guess that, that's, that's what makes me me is that, yeah, you know, I wasn't a high school kid coming in, oh, he's gonna start, I was, what the hell is this kid doing here? You know, I was a skinny, 200-pound guy. Like, you know, it was, I had my challenges, but it was rough, man, you know? Like, you can work harder than everybody and only get an inch of progress. But, you know, I guess that's it's part of a measure of a man is this, how much can you, you know, how much can you take? How much shit can you take and still keep going? And endure, survive, have some resilience, you know? But how does a player develop this necessary grit and resilience? How do they find the mental strength to keep going in the face of terrible adversity? For Bryce, it took quitting the game entirely. It took finding his faith. Story time. Tremaine learned some of these skills from his father, like we heard in episode two. But there were also other defining moments. For the last, I don't know, four or five weeks, 
Me and my buddies were running hills, and we had made it a thing on Friday mornings to always run hills, like a little conditioning test. <sighs> and, you know, we run five up this 80-yard hill. It's fucking massive. First week was five, second week was six. Next week was seven, eight, nine. We had did this all the way up, and it killed us last time. It just killed us. And so we get to the week 10, and we're all ready. And one of my boys, he comes, he said, hey, what if we started from halfway up and ran 13? Immediately, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why do you want to do that? He was like, I, I just feel like it'd be better. It ain't better. Me being the kind of guy I want to please everybody. I was like, all right, whatever. So we started from halfway. And I, I convinced them enough to back it up just 10 more yards. So instead of it being 80, it was probably about 65, 70. And it, it starts out really easy. And then we're like, oh, it's going to get harder. As I'm going, I'm like, all right, I'm breathing heavy, but it's not the same burn. And in my mind, I'm like, damn, is this even better? But at the same time, I'm like, maybe, maybe John has a point here. And so we get to 13, and I'm like, huh. And sometimes he's like, I feel so good. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not passed out tired. I run down the hill all the way back to the start point. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to finish it out the right way. And I run all the way up. And uh, eventually they come with me. But they're like, damn, bro, like, you got to do this, this, this. And at that moment, I realized I really just let these guys pull me down. Our legs weren't really shaking. We weren't really out of breath. People had energy and all that shit. And I felt like I had cheated myself in this process. And like, I just can't. I'll never get over that. If you want something bad enough and you want to work for it, don't let anyone else's feelings get in the way. Whether they feel like, oh, you're doing too much or you're not doing it right because then that takes away from what you want to do. I can't let you know somebody else, if they want to feel good, their feelings, affect my work. I need to get in as part of that it factor I talk so much about. Even with the long one we ran, I was short like 50 yards. So I really let somebody else take away 50 yards worth of work for me just to make him feel better. Fuck that. Never again. <laughs> Never again. We'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Legendary Ohio State football coach Woody Hayes, who won five national championships, used to say, show me a gracious loser and I will show you a busboy. Clearly, how you respond to the defeats, to the losses and injuries, and even to the friends cheating on workouts, that's what matters. As much or more than your skills or athleticism, at least over the long haul. Hey, Jeff. What up, boss? Hey, quick question. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, when we do this uh, press call, yeah. I want to make this as realistic as possible, like you were actually here. This is former Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda preparing for the draft in the COVID-19 world. Normally, we would bring, you know, any family members that you'd want to bring with you to the to the, the first day. So who would you bring, who would you have with you if you were normally going to come here? Uh, my aunt, uncle, sister. Your aunt, uncle, and your sister. Okay. Can you send me, like, their names on uh, via text? Because I, I just want to mention them as just being supportive to you. Okay. Whoever else that would be you know, with you on a normal press conference first day. Okay, I will. I just want to mention them by name just for you, just so they can get some recognition. Yes, sir. Okay, thanks. All right. Jeff is on the cusp of likely being a top 10 pick, but for almost every conceivable reason, he shouldn't have made it here. I know growing up, it could have been easy for me to um, give up 
and kind of just uh, accept uh, my, my reality as what it was instead of trying to recreate it. Former Ohio State associate head coach Greg Schiano, who became extremely close with Jeff over the years. He had grown accustomed to football being his escape because life wasn't easy in high school growing up for him. And football was the one place that he could go and I think just get away from everything and, and play a game that he loved. And it became a bigger personal mission. My mom, she was battling cancer. No Hodgkin's lymphoma for about uh, 16, 17 years. So, I mean, for me, like playing football, I was always motivated to like, because we didn't have a lot of money. So I was always motivated to get to the NFL so I could kind of make it easier on her financially, give her some of the things, the experiences that I know she didn't get a chance to, to go through because she always had chemotherapy and she had to work. Her and my father had separated, so uh, pretty much she was doing it on her own. He saw the sport as the only option to improve his family's circumstances, to provide for his mom in ways she physically couldn't, the only way to recreate his reality. Marie got that officially diagnosed with cancer when Jeffrey was two. So Jeffrey has never known or know a mom that was, you know, that was not ill. He's watched his mom suffer. That's his Aunt Jane, his caretaker later in life. You expect kids like that, you know, with like low self-esteem or low self-worth and maybe just dysfunctional. But no, he isn't. You know, he didn't grow up in a, like in a typical trajectory, you know, of, in you know household, so to speak. This kid has like superior understanding. You know, it's just amazing. It's hard to describe how he sees, you know, his worldview, his his philosophy about life. Almost everyone would have given up in Jeff's situation, assumed it was hopeless, or the odds were too great. Somehow, Jeff always saw it the other way. Failure was never an option. It's never been an option. But why? Where does that unthinkable inner strength come from? How does Jeff become the one in a million who defies the odds? Him seeing the mom go through what the mom went through and with the stage four lymphoma, you know, she was up and going. She did what she had to do. So many times I had to like, tell her to slow down or when I find out about something that she did and I say, hey, why didn't you tell me? You know, I could have easily done that for you. So the mom kept going, you know, despite, you know, her illness and how she felt. So I think that was, you know, that was a drive for Jeff. Marie was a fighter. Jeff is a whole lot like, like his mom, very driven. Here's his sister, Karen Okuda. I remember like in kindergarten, I knew my mom was sick. But of course, she, my mom's not gonna have that conversation with like, a kindergartner that she has cancer. And it wasn't probably until second grade that I really knew that she had cancer. And that was kind of explained to me. I mean, I still didn't really understand, but I just knew that she was sick. Day-to-day -day activities were a struggle for her. But regardless of that, she made a priority to try to push that aside and just be there for Jeffrey and I. Even coming after, like, coming out of chemo treatments, she would try to come see his football games. Um, whether it be sitting in the car just away from everyone because she was immune compromised. A sick mother in her car alone after chemo treatments, desperately trying to watch or listen to her son's games because she isn't healthy enough to be in the stands. That portrait of determination, a mother who knows letting her son down isn't an option either. Having to leave mom at home every day and know that he had to go to school, show up, make good grades, be the best that he can be out there, that made his mom happy. 
So he learned to do that at a very young age. He knew how much that meant to his mom. As a young kid, you know, that was all he could do to make her happy. The ordeal of you know, having a sick mom and being the primary care provider at some point for his mom, he and Karen. This kid had to grow up you know, much, much faster than the average kid out there. Develop like coping skills, kind of learn how to move on. Like, okay, mom is sick, but I have to do this. So I think that's part of where he, he learned those skills from, you know. It was an environment no child should ever have to experience. It was just always a tough time. I, I know my mom didn't want to stress Jeffrey and I, but it's hard when you see your mom who's trying to do everything for you, but you know, like, if you look away, she's trying not to break down and whatnot. So there were a lot of times that I would skip high school just so I could take her to chemo treatment because I didn't like the idea of her having to drive, you know, to Dallas from Grand Prairie, maybe like 30 minutes, have to be in chemo for that long and then come back. Like, I know what that can do to someone's body. So there were times when I skipped out um, from high school just to take her to her treatments. And she fought a lot for that, but I think she realized, like, she needed the help. And I wasn't afraid to give her help, like, at whatever cost that would have came to me. And I know Jeffrey felt the same way, too. My sister, everything I went through, she went through the same thing, if not worse, because she's older. So a lot of the stuff, the bad news, she heard it first. And she didn't have me to lean on at the time. She had to take a lot of that stuff to the chin. And um, for her to come through all that and still be standing tall, I think that's something that, that's really inspiring to me. Something that, that I, I'll draw a lot of inspiration from. And I think that um, uh, now it's just, it's just crazy to see that the roles have flipped and she used to take care of me all the time. And I was like, I'll be taking care of her. There were a lot of times, like, I knew, of course, that Jeffrey knew our mom had cancer and whatnot, but I feel like in that sense, she came to me a lot for all of most, like, her health issues in terms of, like, going to details of what is going on just because she didn't want to, I guess, have Jeffrey deal with that, knowing that he was so focused. Marie's illness was a burden the whole family carried. But mother and daughter tried to shield Jeff as much as they could, seeing something special in him from a very young age. Coach Ciano explains further. You saw a guy that was very focused on his goals. And, you know, Jeff had to overcome quite a bit as a young kid with the illness of his mom and he and his sister trying to do everything they could to help her. You know, that'll grow you up in a hurry, unfortunately. You know, all along uh, in his recruitment, Jeff and I would talk about the situation with his mother and his relationship with his dad and all those things. And, and that's one of the things of building relationships when you're, when you're recruiting a young man is, you, you, you know, it gets much deeper than football, or at least it should. And when Jeff finally arrived at Ohio State, it was, it was really, it's one of those parent things. You know, Jeff's mom, I think, fought her rear end off to stay alive until Jeff got to college. Because literally it was, you know, three or four days after he arrived at Ohio State, that Jane called me with the news. So Jeff was in school when Marie passed. So I had to call Coach Shiano, who was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State at the time. He was more like a father figure to him, apart from being a coach. So I told Coach Shiano. So Coach Shiano was the one that broke the news to him. She said, I think you should be the one to tell him. And I agreed. And that was a tough conversation. 
um, to call Jeff in and and tell him of the news. But I felt like we had the relationship that, you know, after giving him the bad news, we could talk through it and never do you take the pain away, but try to help him understand that his mother was finally in a much better place and a place where, you know, she didn't have to go through all that pain anymore. The suffering was over. Her baby was in a safe, very, very competitive, uh, aligned place for him. And I think she then could could move move on to heaven in peace. And I really believe that's what happened. She fought like heck to hang on until her baby got safely at school. My mom passed away freshman year in college. And um, uh, I, mean, I, I think at first it was football, just like, I remember when, I, when she at first passed away, I, I go to the workouts and I'd just be working out really hard, trying to get my mind off of it. But then it's like, when I went back to the dorms, I would just be by myself and I'd be thinking about it, get upset. So for me, I think the biggest thing was just like facing it, like not not looking for some to like football to take away, take it away, but like just kind of facing the new reality. I think I remember finding out that she'd passed away. And I don't know, it was a very numb feeling. I don't know, just while this finally happened. And I just remember going to sleep and just, just going to sleep. But I think after, like Jeffrey said, you can approach the situation in various ways. Some people would want to cry in like a fetal position, not talk to anyone. Other people may be angry, but I think Jeffrey and I, we both have the same, the same mindset that when something like this happens or something serious in your life happens, like, what are you going to do about it? So that was my mindset. It's difficult not to wonder how these kids learn how to handle setbacks and misfortune, even as they're watching the crushing loss of their mom. A mother who fought cancer for 16 or 17 years, who went through two bone marrow transplants, who went to nursing school while she battled lymphoma, who drove to high school football games to watch from a parking lot. Once I found out, I came back to Grand Prairie, took the bus and came back, and I was just in game mode of, like, having to finish my mom's businesses, like, kind of putting an end to some things, having to move Jeffrey, my mom, and I out the apartment, putting our stuff in storage, just handling everything that needed to be handled because I didn't want to spend so much time just, I think, dealing with what was going on. I just felt like I had things I had to do. Once I'm in that mindset, I'm just hyper-focused and I won't stop until I'm at my end goal. So I think that's what Jeffrey and I both are on the same page of when my mom passed away. You know, after we had spoken that day and we kind of agreed that mom was in a better place now and that that he, you know, he could go and honor her with what he did in his time in college and beyond. And I think Jeff really took that to heart. He was always a driven guy, a focused guy. But uh, upon his mother's passing, I think he even took it to another level. The way that uh, I'm wired, the way everyone in my family's wired, but seeing her go through that battle and pass away, it's kind of like, I, I see the toughness that she had and the resiliency, and I kind of just try to use that approach when like, I get like a tough scenario or going through something. I promised my mom that I would graduate college. I promised her I'd be top of my class. I promised her that I would get a good job after college. And these are things that even though she's not here to experience like me having kids or me getting married and stuff like that, like I live my life for my mom in the sense that I told her I would accomplish certain things, and that's what I am going to do, like, regardless of the cost or, like, what it'll do. 
When she had passed away and I came back from college station to come clear out our apartment back in Grand Prairie, like I was going through her stuff and I just saw a stack of just articles of my brother and whatnot. I saw pictures of Jeffrey playing sports and I saw some pictures that I know was of him at times that she said she could not go, but I know those were the times when she would drive up and, you know, sit in her car and just try to take little videos here and there, but or just take pictures here and there, but she just wouldn't tell Jeffrey and I, and I never knew that. That's a woman who refused to lose graciously to a disease, who showed her kids what grit and determination really mean. Everything that he does is to honor Marie, and he feels, you know, she's with him, and she sees him, and, and he even told me, he said, you know, I don't have to go to the cemetery to know that my mom is with me and know that my mom is here. I know my mom is happy, auntie, because you feel that void. My mom knows we are safe with you. Thank you so much, you know. She's happy. So I think he he came to terms with that. With all the trauma that he went through as a kid, he just kind of accepts, you know, things the way they are. And then what next? What can I do to honor my mom? It's obvious how hard he's worked, how focused he's been, how he refused to accept any setbacks and what draft day will mean to him, and his memory of her when that moment finally arrives. Hey, Jeff. What up, Coach? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's finally here. Congratulations. It's going to be great for you. However it works out, it's going to be great. This is Ryan Day, head coach at Ohio State. Thanks so much, Coach. I mean, I also want to thank you for everything that you did this year, you know, helping me, allowing me to grow as a leader, all that. Get me? You're unbelievable. I just wish I could have coached her for a few more years, man. <laughs> Great. For sure. All the, all the feedback that, uh, that I've been uh, hearing. A lot of GMs and head coaches have called me. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a no-brainer, you know? And um, this is a uh, dream come true, man. It's <laughs> like one of those things you... And, and, you know, for you, too, it's just really cool to see somebody who, you know, didn't have it easy growing up, you know? And, and not that I had it like you, but uh, you know, similar in go through a bunch of stuff when you're young and it just motivates you, you know, and, and to see you, you know, push through and your, your self-discipline, your work ethic and all that stuff is what, what makes you special and you're going to do that at the next level and I just wanted to let you know, man, I'm just really proud. I wish I could be there in the green room with you in Vegas. I was planning on being there with Nick and everybody and having some fun, but um, we're with you in spirit and just want to let you know how much I appreciate and love you. Thanks for everything, Coach. Love you too. This is what people mean when they talk about the transformative power of sports. Football starts as a game. But over a lifetime of playing, relationships are built that transcend the sport. There's a middle school kid right now who's in a situation like Jeff Okuda, where he can't afford a book for his class. And his life is going to change forever because of football. I would say when you have situations like that, you know, unfortunately, the young man has to go through it. Jeff had to go through that, but it connects he and I for life in that we went through something that you don't wish on any young college student. But uh, I was glad that I could be there for him and not only his mother's passing, but helping him grow spiritually, helping him grow as a man. You know, to me, that's why you coach. Granted, I love the game of football and, and has done so much for me and my family and for a lot of young men that I've coached, but it gives you an opportunity to connect with young people at a different level. And within 
their passion of what they love to do, you can connect on so many different levels. And I feel like we did that with Jeff. And I'll always be a huge fan of his because he's not only a great player, but he's really a great person and a guy with a huge heart. And uh, I know for a fact that he plays with a passion that is uncommon for, for college football players. I think some of that's his love for the game. I think some of it, quite frankly, is playing with the image of his mom in his mind. Uh, I think he plays with a real strong purpose. And, um, you know, that's a powerful thing. Coming up on the next episode of Drafted. We're so excited and we cannot wait to speak to you later when you're in the NFL. Defensive lineman Chase Young. He's like, you want that? You on your phone? He ain't gonna be in the league too long. Wide receiver LaVisca Chenault. Just, you know, the hard times and just realizing, like, I basically, I'm built for this. Cornerback Jeff Okuda. Atlanta's trying to trade up. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know. Like, I thought it was gonna be Detroit for a long time. You've already controlled everything you yeah. can control. Right? So. so. Enjoy the ride, man. Yeah, for sure, coach. Offensive tackle Mikai Becton. Ooh, Colin Hurd. Colin Hurd, I mean, is this like in this top five? How risk prosper? Wait, what that mean? That's exciting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. The executive producers are Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Eric Salat, Sean Tatone, L. Key, and me, Keegan-Michael Key. The series is produced and written by Eric Weiner. Jared Brom is our coordinating producer. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer. Mixed and edited by Steven Johnson. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. For transcripts of the show and more information on Drafted, go to treefort.fm. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.